You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor and Air Force in the Lockheed Martin Armed Force Bowl, December 22nd in Fort Worth, and here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us, ESPN Central Texas. Looking forward to the uh, Armed Forces Bowl coming up on December 22nd from Fort Worth. And it's a matchup with uh, Air Force coming up on the 22nd. Uh, we'll have the broadcast here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. The broadcast on the Air Force uh, Falcons Network, uh, anchored by our next guest, Jim Arthur, the voice of the Falcons, uh, going back to 2002. And Jim, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on with us. How you doing today? Well, John, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. We're looking forward to uh, uh, getting on down to Fort Worth, where we have been before, certainly, and looking forward to playing Baylor. It's a great, great challenge for the uh, academy. Well, we're looking forward to it also. I think it's a great matchup. The more I learn about this bowl, the more I'm really excited about it. By the way, they really honor and recognize the uh, the armed services. Uh, you've been there before. Give us a, a sampling of what we're in for. Well, first of all, it's a beautiful stadium. And you've been, of course, uh, to TCU Stadium. It's a magnificent stadium. And the folks are great, and it's a great turnout. And I really like that. Air Force, especially in Texas, our fans turn out very well. And having Baylor down there, boy, I hope to see a sellout. And just a good football game. These two teams, I think, uh, create for an interesting dynamic when you look at what they do on offense and getting these two together. And Air Force loves playing Power 5. They don't get that chance all that often. They did last year with Louisville. They did and the cheese it Bowl with Washington State. So they've had some opportunities, but I know they're looking forward to facing Baylor. Jim, uh, what about this season for Air Force? Nine and three, we know that, out of the Mountain West Conference. Uh, give us uh, kind of a capsule uh, look at the Falcons from this season. Early on, uh, a lot of the players thought they could literally run the table. They were going to be favored in every game. They got off to a good start, but they got derailed by a good Wyoming football team up in Laramie, which is a hard place to play. And, John, you know, some places, Baylor goes to some places, and they can have 20 guys on the field, and they still wouldn't win the game because it's where they're playing. And that's, uh, for Air Force, that's Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah. The Falcons fell in Laramie. They lost to a Utah State team that's going to a bowl as well. Uh, that runs a very unique offense that Air Force had a tough time keeping up with. And then they fell to Boise State. And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with losing to Boise State. The Broncos had a terrific season. They had some adversity early. And they came to Colorado Springs and were very, very good defensively and beat Air Force 19-14. Uh, Air Force got after it as usual with its running game, with its option attack. And I wouldn't call the season a disappointment, but a lot of the fellas early on, thought they really had a chance to make this a special, special kind of year. But they got derailed in those three games, especially the Wyoming game. Uh, that, that took a lot of air out of them, I thought. But, hey, 9-3, and three, nothing to sneeze at, and a chance to get 10 wins for a third consecutive normal season for mm, Air Force. Right. 
And the three losses, Jim, uh, all by single digits. Three to Wyoming, uh, let's see, seven to Utah State, five to Boise State. I mean, you you guys were in every game, uh, only those three single-digit losses all year. Yeah, and, and Utah State uh, driving, and they had a freshman in the game who wasn't supposed to be in the game, and he broke loose on a great run and went for 21 yards but fumbled the football very late Utah State recovered. That ended that game. Air Force had a chance late against Boise State, but threw an incomplete pass. And Wyoming converted a third and 16 very late in the game to run out the clock against Air Force. But look, fellas, you can't play 57, 58 minutes, right? You got to play the full 60. And, uh, and those teams deserve to beat Air Force. And, you know, you learn from it and you move on. And this team has done a good job of putting stuff in their rearview mirror and just focusing at the task at hand. Jim Arthur with us, play-by-play voice for the Air Force uh, Academy Falcons. Uh, Jim, I'm guessing it's got to be a good season, no matter what the overall record is, when you've got wins over Army and Navy over the course of the year. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, which is what those three schools play for, that's a big deal at the service academies. And Air Force hadn't had it, since 2016 Uh. army's had it the last couple of years and it's really turned into a dogfight when air force played army but they finally after beating navy earlier this year they finally got the trophy back with a 13-7 victory uh down in arlington texas strangely enough not too far from fort worth uh and and that was a big deal a lot of i had one coach tell me Hey, that was our Super Bowl because they hadn't had it in a while. An army had had it. And look, uh, Kenny Amatololo just got let go by Navy. He said it best the other day. He said, if we beat army, I don't get fired. And he is exactly (laughs) right. That's how big those games mean to the schools. And that's how important that trophy is. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners what goes with that. I mean, not just the pride of winning the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Am I right? Whoever wins that each year, they're going to the White House. Go to the White House to meet the president. And what Air Force does is they take the seniors. So all the seniors go because this is, you know, that this is their last season. So it's a treat for the seniors to go and meet uh, the president of the United States and get pictures taken. And I've heard it's an unbelievable experience. And again, Air Force had not been there since 2016 uh, when Mr. Trump was in office. It's a very, very special moment, and it really is one of the main goals of all the service academies. And you get a big, beautiful trophy. It's a three-sided trophy, and it has the year you won on it. And Air Force has now won it 21 times. I think this is the 56th year that they have been fighting for the commander-in-chief's trophy. Very, very special thing and really special for Air Force to have it back. Really cool. Hey, you got to get on that trip to the White House, man. you got to go with them this year. Well, my only problem is if they run a background check, the bus will be stopped (laughs) and they'll send dogs on the bus right away. So I don't think we want that to happen, John. No, no. I hear you. That is great. Jim Arthur, our guest, the voice of the Air Force Falcons. Um, the offense, I think everybody knows, triple option, led the nation in rushing again this year. Time of possession, uh, I'm not sure what it ended up being, but was it close to 36 minutes per game in time of possession? It was, it was 
was probably a, a little bit over 30 wow. minutes. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, conversely, Air Force does a great job of playing what we call, and you know this, John, complimentary football. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the Air Force offense can stay on the field long enough so that when the defense finally gets on there, they're fresh. Mm. And it's the fourth quarter, and they haven't played a ton of snaps, and they haven't been out there all night long. And if you don't think it makes a difference, man, it really, really has as far as Air Force is concerned because the Falcons are used to going on 13, 14, 15, 16 play drives that sometimes eat up seven and a half, eight minutes. And when you can do that, your defense can get a blow on the sidelines. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great combination. And I think people may kind of zero in on that offense and stopping, you know, stopping the triple option. But, man, your defense has some great numbers this year. Well, the defense was ranked in total total defense. Total defense now ranked number one. Wow. Better than Alabama and Ohio State and any other school you want to mention. Okay. Air Force was ranked number one. And, you know, one of the reasons, and I'll go back to it again, is the fact that our offense is on the field so much. The the opposition offense, they don't get a lot of snaps, and that certainly helped Air Force's cause. There's no question about that. But I think you do feel a little bit of pressure with Air Force. If Air Force is moving the football, you're probably going to get maybe two less possessions a game. So if you're the offensive coordinator, then you maybe might be saying to yourself, hey, fellas, we got two less possessions, yeah, so we right. really need to make something go right here, right now, because we may not see the ball for a while. Jim, being a service academy, I'm curious, uh, is Air Force immune to uh, NIL issues and transfer portal issues? NIL uh, is, is uh, not a part of Air Force okay. or Navy or Army. They, okay. they just aren't. They are the, – the, 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 those – those student athletes are technically part of the military from the day they walk into the academy. So NIL does not apply to them. Number one. Gotcha. Uh, your, your, your second question about the transfer portal is interesting. We have had players in the transfer portal. Now that's really for us. It's kind of a one way portal. They're leaving us. We don't get anybody coming our way <laughs> right. because of, because of the rigors of the academy and because of the way the structure of, of the academics is set up. You've got to be here from day one as a freshman it, it, to really make this count, and they're not going to take anybody who comes in as a sophomore or after their freshman year to jump in. So, so yeah, we have guys that leave, but no, we do not have guys that come. <laughs> Through the transfer portal. That's uh, I, that's understandable. It's completely understandable. Jim, I got to ask you about uh, Brad Roberts. What a great season for him! I think Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, is he kind of the guy that makes that triple option go? You know, John, he he really, really is. And if you saw him without pads on, you'd say you're the guy. Really? <laughs> Look at him. He, he's 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 215 pounds. And to be honest with you, this time of the year. He's probably about 205 pounds hmm, wow. right now. But what he does, he's got so many things going for him. First of all, his quickness, number one, his elusiveness, his understanding of how the guys are blocking in front of him. And I, I interviewed him earlier this year, and he talked about when he's running and he sees an approaching tackler, 
He tries to go for their soft shoulder, which is the opposite shoulder or the shoulder they're not leading with in trying to tackle him. And I mean, it's amazing how, how fast he thinks of these types of things. You don't bring him down on the first hit. He finds a way to get two or three, four more yards. His lower body strength is really, really incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy like Brad Roberts. And, you know, two years ago, he comes on in the fourth quarter against Navy and just plays in the fourth quarter, and he has 110 yards rushing in a mop-up role. And everybody's like, oh, man, we, we may want to use this guy at fullback. And since then, he has been an immovable object out of that position. Not only that, he's never missed a game. I mean, this is a fullback, all right? Wow. And there was a time there was a time last year, John, when he was averaging for about four games, about 34 yards a carry. I mean, that's a monstrous load for a fullback. But he is tough as nails. He's had an outstanding career. He'll be thought of with the all-time greats, rightly so, at the Air Force Academy. And you can make the argument that maybe the best athlete to ever play the game at the Air Force Academy. That's how good he's been. He's just simply sensational. Man, that's saying a lot. Well, uh, definitely, no doubt he'll be a uh, focal point on the scouting report. Let me ask you about a couple guys that are from our area. Wesley and Daegu starts in the offensive line. He's from here in Waco. And then Ben Britton is uh, listed as your third string quarterback. Uh, how are those guys uh, contributing there at Air Force? Well, uh, I'll tell you a story about Ben Britton, which is interesting. And I'm trying to remember the game. We were home this year, earlier this year, and our quarterback starter, Zeke Daniels, goes out. And uh, his helmet came off, so he had to go out for one play. Right. And so Ben Ben is listed as the third-string quarterback, yet he comes into the game. And we're at, like, the 20-yard line, and on the first play that he's in, they call a pass play. Now, remember, we don't throw it all that much. Right. We throw it, but we don't throw it all that much. So they call a pass play. He steps back, and he throws an 80-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver David Cormier. And that's the only play he was in for the entire game, and it's a touchdown. And it's a reminder for us with Air Force that it doesn't matter who's in the game, the play is the play. And even if it's a pass play and it isn't our starting quarterback, it doesn't matter. They like Ben Britton a lot. I think Ben will be interesting going into next year to see how he battles for the position. And then you mentioned Wesley and Dago and uh, Wesley is part of a group. And you may have heard a little bit about this. Uh, our offensive line is called diesel. Hmm. D-I-E-S-E-L, like diesel fuel. And they came up with this name on their own in 2019. And it's a very select group of ball players, And Wesley is one of them. The offensive line is unbelievable. They've been recognized the last several years by the Joe Moore committee which honors the top outstanding offensive line in the nation. And Air Force is the only group of five offensive line, I think, uh, that was mentioned in the top nine as finalists for the Joe Moore Award. It's an amazing line. Uh, They've got both girth and size and speed. And Wesley has been an absolute cornerstone of that because, you know what, they roll these guys out every single week and you see the numbers, and you see how many yards Air Force is churning out, and it's because of guys like Wesley and Dago. He's a guy that played some last year, uh, got a little bit of a taste, and he was rotated in and out in a spot role, but then 
used that opportunity and really used, I think, that experience to just kind of explode once we got into August of this year. He's been a mainstay in that offensive line. Wow, thanks for that. Hey, final question, um, and this is something i got to get right in my mind before the broadcast. I, I, I just, uh, and so many people have so much respect for the military and so much respect for um, for student athletes at the academies, and then they go on to represent and serve our country and and protect our country. I have the greatest respect for everyone there. But on this night, I'm against Air Force because you know I want <laughs> Baylor to do well. I, I can't I can't get that straight in my mind. How can I be against these guys who stand for everything good about America? Well, I'll, I'll break that down for you, and, and this is how we handle that here in Colorado Springs. Because when Air Force plays Army and Navy, okay, we don't like the opposition. Right, gotcha. We don't, we, we don't like them. Uh, there's a great respect for both. There's an absolute hatred, I'll be honest with you, between <laughs> Air Force and Army. There's right. a deep, deep hatred. So we want to we, we wanna beat each other's brains out on the field. But what we say is once the game is over, we are all on the same team. There you go. Because because as we move forward, as they move forward, those young men and women, they'll be serving uh, with uh, Army cadets and, you know, second lieutenants and on and on and on uh, in the years to come. They'll be side by side working with them. And so it's OK to root against Air Force <laughs> during the football game. But once the game is over, uh, then you know what? Then we, we totally understand and. And, and and we love the respect that's given to uh, all of our fellas and all of our young women at the academy because it's a great school with just top-notch individuals. And we have a motto at the academy, service before self. Huh. And, and that's what these young men and women do. But it's okay to root against them, John, <laughs> on Thursday. On well, Thursday. That's fine, man. Just one day for maybe three hours, or the way you guys run the ball, maybe two and a half hours. So <laughs> understand that. And there is great respect for uh, everything they do and what Coach Calhoun has done. And, Jim, I appreciate your time today. Look forward to uh, seeing you in person in Fort Worth next week. Looking forward to it, John. Thank you so much. I think it'll be a good football game. This is a great test for Air Force. Ton of respect. I know Troy Calhoun and his team has for Baylor. I mean, they've been watching some of the tape and, and Troy is like, I don't know how we're going to move those big bodies, man, because <laughs> they got them all over the place. So it should be a fun game. Sounds great. Hey, I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Have a great day. All right. All right, John. Thank all right. You. Thanks. Jim Arthur, the uh, longtime voice of the Air Force Falcons, his 20th year doing play-by-play for Air Force Great to visit with him, and it is Baylor and Air Force in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, December 22nd. That is Thursday week. It's a 6.30 kickoff, and I'm serious, Aaron. When they The way they run the ball, and and Coach Aranda's not shy about running the ball right, either. it could be a fast game. <laughs> it might be two and a yeah. half hours. Yep. So uh, not that anybody has a clock on it at all, but uh, it's just I think that clock's going to move the way both teams uh, are good at running the ball. Yeah, I have no doubt. That's going to be a yeah. fast-paced game, and by fast-paced, I don't mean the pace of the offense. Exactly. I mean <laughs> how fast the how fast the clock runs. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, really fun to catch up with Jim and visit with him. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more 